you're listening to Art of the Flow. Welcome to Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. This is our weekly podcast that tells our stories of starting and running our float centers while we provide insights and tips along the way. As always, you can find us on all the social medias at Art of the Float, and you can join the conversation by leaving a speak pipe on artofthefloat.com. Click on that gold bar on the left side of the screen and record your voice. We want to hear what you think. Let's see here. Also, uh, any show notes, anything like that, any links that we describe, you can find in the show notes on artofthefloat.com as well under the podcast link. I'm Dylan. I own the Float Shop with Sandra Calm in Portland, Oregon. I'm joined with Amy of Float Nashville and Lance of the Float Shack in Red Deer, Alberta, Canada. And uh, yeah, today it's just the love between us hosts. And we're also going to bring in engineer Brian. He's behind the scenes all the time. And uh, we we had a, a fun week and we're going to, we're going to, well, maybe I should put fun in quotes, but we'll explain that later. Uh, first, if I just want to let you know, if you want to support the podcast, uh, bookmarking Amazon on artofthefloat.com on the recommended products page. If you bookmark that, we really appreciate it. Anytime you purchase something online or on Amazon, I should say, a few, just a tiny little percentage points come our way, helps us make uh, this podcast sound as high quality as it does this evening. Also, if you're interested in consulting, uh, just click on the consulting tab on artofthefloat.com. We're all available for that. Before we get started, I want to give a shout out to California Float Concepts, where they have arguably the largest, yeah, very large tank. <laughs> I think it might be one of the largest uh, rectangular float tanks out there. It's uh, interior dimensions are nine feet, five inches by five feet, six inches. So if you're looking to get those athletes into your float tank, that's definitely one that you're going to want to check out. This is also the same tank that has two pumps, two filters, UV redundant systems, so that if one fails, you're still able to function. You're still in business, soundproofing built into the unit. And of course, uh, this also has the kind of the Cool thing that's going on with float tanks these days, which is the Galaxy Star ceiling, which is uh, goes over very well with our clients. So I would highly recommend that you add that to your float tank as well. If you're interested, go to cafloatconcepts.com. Ooh, how you doing, Amy and Lance? How y'all doing? Doing good. Yeah. Glad to be here. Good, good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. I'm pretty good. 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 <laughs> How's the kombucha up in Red Deer? It's sold out. Is that right? Yeah, we, we hammered off two kegs. Like the day the day I actually posted it to our our audience, um, we we ran out of both of them. So um, I think new kegs are arriving sometime today or, or tomorrow morning. But uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. People are loving it. Wow. And that's not just mm-hmm. complimentary. People are paying for that. And it's like members get... Yeah, so we do a growler refills. So how their system works mm. is you buy their, um, you buy a growler from them, then you can refill it at any of their refill stations. So we're actually, we're open longer than any, or li- longer and later than right. any of the other fill stations, including the brewery. So um, we get to see people after hours on Sundays, things like that. So uh, we do fills. We've sold it by the glass. Um, and our members are getting free... Uh, Free kombucha with every float. So they get a free glass every <laughs> time cool. they come in for a float. Um, and people are loving that concept. So um, the whole idea is that to, you know, drive more traffic towards our memberships. Yep. So. yep. Awesome. Nice work. 
anything else going on for you this week? Uh, it's been just extremely busy. We've had a full schedule, like almost every day. Um, so full schedule of go, go, go. Of floaters? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. Stacked. <laughs> nice. Um, but it's been a lot of work and, uh, <laughs> right. yeah, the downside. Just, <laughs> yeah. It really starts to drain you after, you know, mm. consecutive sort of weeks of, of being mm-hmm. full like this, but, uh, we've had a lot of free floats coming in. Mm. So you've heard of me speak of this before. Um, it was called our Wounded Warrior Campaign, where mm-hmm. we donated um, a lot of floats to a campaign that helps um, veterans that have been uh, wounded in battle. And we thought that was a great way to, you know, support a cause mm-hmm. um, and get our name out there, which it's been, it's done great, but... Um, They've seemed to sell off these coupon books in batches, oh. and they must have put out a ton of these books to all these softball teams and <laughs> soccer teams and things like that. So we saw a large influx of that, which it's really filled up our daytime hours, which is, is oh, cool. awesome. Most mm-hmm. of the people coming in are their first floats. Um, but the, the sad part is we probably won't see a lot of these people back again, mm. and they're not really the clients we want to tell you the truth. Got um, do you want to elaborate on that feel, at all? <laughs> yeah, I sort of do. Um, a lot of these people are just coming in cause it's sort of free mm-hmm. and I feel like it's sort of, I feel disrespected some days when mm-hmm. people come into our business and don't even know what a float is. Um, they didn't check out our website. They, you know, just, it just feels very disrespected, and, and and they get out and they just don't understand. Ah, no, I was too quiet or it was too dark, and it's like, ah. yeah. So, like, it's it's the great for us during our um, well, most of the year we've had them going out since uh, I think it's been August. Um, we started redeeming them, and it's been great to fill up those slow daytime hours mm-hmm. and spread the word. But um, we're having a very very difficult time converting these people, and we have a deal. That, um, you know, thank you for supporting this campaign. Here's two additional floats for $99. It's mm-hmm. about, you know, $45 savings, $40 savings. And um, the, it, it's always, uh, I can't afford it or I don't have the money. And, you know, that just shows that we targeted this marketing campaign we did. Um, we, didn't, we didn't do it right. We learned from this lesson. Mm-hmm. We didn't target the right audience. We didn't think about that. Um, we made some mistakes. Um, but we're just going to chug it through. It's not a big deal, but it's just uh, things to jot down for next year when we decide uh, the strategies we're going to take. So, so one um, of the questions I have is maybe they're not converting, but are you seeing? Are they put? You know, putting it up on social media? Mm-hmm. Are they? Some people. So you I props? will give you. I will give you an example of this. Um, I had a such and such client come in, and she was very stern hi welcome to the flow check hi you know you're very nice and bubbly and, and you know true and they're just very yes okay okay uh, you know i'll give you a show i'll give you a tour and then you introduce them to the float tank oh this is what you do okay okay no emotion no expression nothing just a very uh, i don't know that's not a good client and they jump in the float tank and they do their float, and they come out, and they look, they're smiling, they feel better, and, and you're leaving. You're like, oh, good, they enjoyed it. And then they leave us a thing on Facebook, a three-star rating uh. that says, I thought it'd be more like The Simpsons, LOL. And it's like, 
nice. Wow. Man, like you had a great time. You're commenting on all our posts, like you're interacting, <laughs> and then you give us like a poor rating because it wasn't like a cartoon <laughs> you watched. Like it just right. it just sounds ridiculous. And right. I and you know, that's something that these clients aren't going through with it. And some, I, I brought this up with Matthew. Well, how about anyone that claims these coupons? We, you know, give them a card that says, please share your experience online and you try and get these people to sort of work for this. Mm-hmm. And here he immediately sort of turned it down and like, no, we, we don't want these people sharing their experiences because oh, wow. they're not the people that get it. Right. They're not coming here to better their lives. They're not coming yeah. here to, you know, be the best person they can or, or rest from their busy entrepreneur life. They're, they're bargain shoppers. Right. And you know, they're, they're not thinking about the cause. Like we thought about supporting the cause when we donated these floats, they're, the, they're thinking of the coupons. Right. right? And it's, right. it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, you really got to pick your clients. And we've talked about that before. I think with John and, and through multiple episodes, this is our 70, 70th recording here. Um, we've brought up things like this before. You really got to target the people you want to come into your business. Yeah, I think it's super important to be extremely clear about your clientele because the moment you're not clear, uh, yeah, like things get wonky really, really fast. I've, just, I've had many experiences just like that. Yeah, and, uh, you know, this whole business and marketing thing is still new to me. This is only year, what, four, three, four of, of doing all this and running a business. And, and I'm still learning. I'm still making mistakes. You can't be scared to admit when you or your business has made a poor decision. Um, you, have to, you have to admit that. Uh, that's step one. And then you got to work on you know, preventing that from happening again and making better decisions mm-hmm. in the future. If you deny it, deny it, deny it, you're not going to move forward. You're not mm-hmm. going to grow. You're not going to become the best business you can. So. Excellent. And points. that's also, I just have to say, is that's where measurement comes in, in yes. handy as well. And I'm not talking about you, Lance. I know, I know you've got a, uh, you've got to measure okay. on this, but okay. But, well, you know, a lot of people don't measure and they don't know if it went well or not. They have nothing to base it on uh, other than, well, no, I yeah. think this is kind of like how Mark, my business partner, says to me, oh, we're getting tons of people. We're getting tons of yoga people in. Tons, Mark? Can right. you tell me what tons <laughs> mean? Tons. Um, well, you know, every day. Every day, Mark, really? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like maybe once so well you know maybe it's been like two weeks i'm like so those tons of people right that he thinks we should go out and spend money on all of a sudden are oh we had two yoga instructors this month yep, yep. okay yep. tons that i Sandra and i do the same thing yeah. and actually yeah. <clears throat> amy you've been pivotal in us <laughs> tracking our numbers better and <clears throat> uh, my, yeah, thank, thank you. She's, she's both our role models. Don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> Seriously, no, because it, I still make mistakes, and it is my it no, is my job. Don't. It's what I did. No, you don't. Oh, uh, <laughs> but oh, but but also uh, going into mind body and making sure that any purchases are are in different categories and like uh, different promo codes all go to different places so that we're able to track every everything that comes our way. So thank you, Amy. <laughs> Thank you for being anal retentive. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> I, I know, I know well, who that is. Good for uh, us yeah. as Thanks. yokels. You just can't, you know, uh, we just want to say, we. I, I, I was like Mark, and, and I still am instinctually, like who I see on the day-to-day basis, that's what I'm doing. I'm like, yeah, we, we got we got yogis floating. That's, that's what we are. That's who we should target. Um, so it's good well, to go, I need yeah. to put that aside and think intellectually, look at the numbers and drive that way. I think that's but all... You know, that's, Something we're all working on. Yeah, Keep right. It is. 
<laughs> even me, because my my sure. first thought is, oh, we are seeing a ton of yoga people, and it's like, wait a second, what does that mean? I make myself qualify mm-hmm. it because I do. I jump to those conclusions myself, and just like you, Lance, I have a book. Um, I have a calendar and I write all my notes in it so that I never make that mistake twice. And I'm still making mistakes. I mean, um, you know, the landscape, social media landscape and the marketing landscape with technology changes all the time. Mm -hmm. I am bound to make (laughs) multiple (laughs) mistakes every year because it changes constantly. It's a game uh, to a degree. (laughs) I I mean, who even um, like if you were to just think how many men and women, 50, 50, or is it mostly men, mostly women? What, where do you, where do you come from? You, you'll have an idea, but then as I think as you go down into it and you start thinking about it, I don't think you can trust those numbers at all. Excuse me, not the numbers, but the idea that comes into your head. You have to actually go into, for us, it's mind body and look at the breakdown of who actually does visit us. Um, yeah. And, and, uh, for us also, like with our memberships, like what's the age of the people that, that are, have memberships. What do you guys track with your um, your waiver forms? Do you track their interests or their goals? What they're trying to get out of the tank? Like what interesting their age? What I've got a big goose egg. Like we track their name. You got names for, so for, for the waiver. Mm-hmm. Okay, we do um, we do name birth date we do get full addresses and i'll tell you i know i know my uh, my employees are get a little irritated with me they don't like those thank you notes sometimes they can Mm -hmm. feel a little overwhelming Mm -hmm. Um, but the reality of it is what what we get is the zip code we know where our clients are coming from we understand who's seeing us we can get a better grip on um you know, when you know where they're coming from, you can find out what, how much money do they make in that area? What's the income? What's, mm-hmm. what type of people are there? There's so much you can learn. So we do a uh, birthday, we do address, we do what are they coming for? Stress, pain relief, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And who referred them? Mm-hmm. But I like the idea of goals. It's something I'd love to, to put into my uh, intake form. In fact, I think it's a Dan who has Dan Larson who has a yeah. uh, good intake form with goal on it, mm-hmm. which I think would be super helpful. I think that's information is, that is that's really amazing information to have as well. Well, I remember at my martial arts school when I was like 13 when I started, I had to write down what I was doing there, what my goals were for being there. And then I got to take a look at that again like 10 or 15 years later. And it's like, whoa, all right, <laughs> all right. That's, uh, that's pretty cool to look back on that, if for no other reason than just that uh, kind of time capsule element of it. Um, Lance. What about, well, so keep going. Well, I, just going back to the uh, like targeting um, the proper the proper client, yeah. our First ad, I think, was in a, a small paper, and instead of just like an ad to build awareness, it was a coupon, because we had no idea what we were doing. We had just opened up, and we wanted to get people in, so we get, put out a coupon. I think we got two people in that way, and one of them was, I, I mean, perhaps certifiably crazy, was crying in our lobby, and uh, was, would, wouldn't sign our electronic waiver, and you know, demanded that we, we use paper. Or No, she didn't want to sign anything, I think was the problem, because we're going to steal her identity or what have you. And um, So yeah, that was just like a good kind of wake-up call, like what kind of ad are we putting out there? Uh, who's the demo of that paper? And who's, who's that going to draw in? So that just reminded me of that with, with what's going on with you. Ours, I would say, was not... I would say yours was more of a hit than ours. <laughs> Yeah, well, we've got about 265 people in with this coupon, um, but we've, uh, on the spot, we've converted less than 2%. Oh, wow. So, 
Uh, if you want to say that's a hit, right. yes. Right. But, you know, it's worked in other ways. Um, lots of people are talking about it. Mm -hmm. That's for sure, especially word of mouth. Yeah. Um, and some of these people may have come back at other times. Um, that's shown in our in retention rates elsewhere in, mm. you know, the analytics. Um, but but it's still initially. on the spot, on mm -hmm. the spot. People are not coming with their wallets, <laughs> sort of thing. So, um, but yeah, if I was to do it again, I'd rather do some sort of buy one, get one free right. sort right. of thing or something a little more, right. you know, a more where we, have to, where we have to get. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, but, you know, uh, we've never ran a group on or anything like that. This was sort of our like experiment to see what something like that would work oh, with using someone else mass marketing right. to bring yeah. in people. But, you know, I feel maybe these people that were targeted through this ad were somewhat similar to Groupon shoppers, maybe that are always looking for those coupons or, or really cheap floats. You guys may have better experience with that than I do, but um, discount shoppers are not what we want to target. Can I just say that another thing I, that you brought up that I think is super, super important is you were mentioning how you feel when they come in. You feel mm. disrespected. You mm -hmm. don't feel yeah. good about serving those people. That is so important. And I know I used to ignore it. It's like, oh, well, it's just doing business and mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. You know, the moment I, I've gotten to the point in life and in business where if I start seeing like we, we did a birthday special here. This is a mm -hmm. good example. We did a birthday special and Lance, we, we gave away birthdays for free for a whole year. Oh. Um, birthday floats. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, and we only did it to people who had been in at least once. Sure, so, sure. you know, so the goal was to, to kind of get back in. And by the end of the year that we did that, um, that promotion, I was like, I hated when somebody called for their birthday. It was somebody, yes, that got them back in the door, but then we still, you know, right. then it's like, oh, I know the next time see I next see year. them is their next birthday. Mm -hmm. um, and I got to that point where I was so irritated when they call and I wasn't... Uh. I mean, obviously, I was gracious on the phone and that sort of thing. But internally, it was just eating me right, up. Right. And <laughs> I knew that it was time to stop. It was totally time to stop that. And I'm like, what what kind of deal can I give them that I feel good about myself and I feel good about them and right. I can serve them with a smile and not with, like, a little bit of hate in my heart? <laughs> um, it's so important. It's so important to listen to that. Yeah, um, we didn't get into this industry to do uh, transactions, you know, just to do these, uh, I don't know, some computer transaction. We're people, yeah. people, <laughs> right? We like the interactions. We like the connection. We like to talk, and we like the uh, the give and the take. We're, we're putting something out there, and we want them to get something out of it. And uh, when that doesn't happen, it feels empty, and it's tough. I, I, I like helping people. I yeah. think it's really cool helping people, but when you're bringing people in that don't want to help themselves, mm. it, it's like, you know, it's almost like you're wasting my time. I'd love to bring someone else in here that mm. can't afford it and they suffer from chronic pain mm -hmm. through, you know, a target like that than someone who's coming in here because they got a coupon book in front of Walmart. Like, sorry <laughs> if some of you coupon people are listening to this, but... <laughs> That's exactly hey, I'm a, I'm a coupon person. We sell 100 every month, so... Um, well, I'm, I'm no, right I mean there. like people that bought our coupons. Oh, because I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sort of just like talking down on them. But it's you know it's 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 hard sometimes. And like you said, Amy, you pick up the phone, you're like, 
and they're like, oh, I got these coupons, and I'm just like, oh, right. we're closed. Right. Like, I want to just <laughs> click. <laughs> but, Looked for years. Right. You know, but, you know, you do get some yeah. people who legitimately come in because they can't afford it, and they do come out feeling amazing, and you're happy you help them, but there are a lot of other ones that just bring it down for... Well, if I can switch gears a little bit here, I, I uh, don't get as much time in the float center these days. And when it is, it's usually like during odd hours when we don't have clients floating. So like after hours or on Tuesday mornings when we're doing maintenance. And so I'm missing out on that most of the time. And I'm loving it when I get to work a couple shifts and I get to get those interactions. It, I am savoring every single one of those interactions. I love it. Um, but this week was all about, um, our pumps not working at first, our infinity float tanks pump just stopped working and I had to, um, gosh, it's been going on for a little while here. It's just been having issues. I think now that I, now that I'm talking about it, I think I was talking about this on last week's episode. Well, it started acting up again and, uh, just had to take it apart, put it back to, yeah, actually I was going back the recording of the last, uh, last week's episode. So I did go back there. Got it all working, put it all back together, and then it didn't turn on, <laughs> which is always great. Um, and then uh, got it working, and then there was a leak. As it turns out, and if for anybody who's listened to every episode, I'd love for you to tally how many of these things I've brought up where when I first opened the business, I was missing a part or I just didn't like uh, use plumber's glue to, to glue pipes together, and four or five years later, it explodes open. Well, this was another one of those where I didn't have a rubber gasket between two joints, and instead I just used plumber's tape around that, sealed it shut, and it worked for five years. And then all of a sudden, because I, oh God, I wish our audience could see your guys' faces, your, your faces of disgust. <laughs> but uh, but, but, it, but it worked for so long. And then I got this drip, and, and we had to drain the tank, which is actually pretty easy these days because we finally bought um, garbage cans. So we can just sub pump those out in the float rooms. We don't need to like um, have two tanks or, you know, previously it would have to be, we were closed and we move that water to one of the other, actually to multiple other float tanks. So, so now uh, we've got a ton of salty water standing in the float room and uh, drain it. I go in there, I see that, um, go to Home Depot, get a replacement part, pop that thing back together and we're good to go. So that was fun. Got to see the inside of my... <laughs> Well, God, I got to see the underside of my float tank quite a bit. Got a lot of a lot of clothes, pretty salty. But so, to change your pump, do you have to drain your tank? No, not oh. not for the pump itself. This was for a leak that just happened to be on the other side of a ball ah, valve. Gotcha. And gotcha. it would be the last point of contact before <laughs> you know. So that that was lame. I, I love old me, just like, we just got to get open. We just got to get bodies in these float tanks, do what, it, do what it takes. And I remember how freaking burnt out, depressed, and just running on fumes I was at that time. So, like, just any way to get these tanks operational. I had no idea what I was doing or how easy it was to get one of those gaskets, you know? Like, God, it's so silly. Um, or just forgetting to to glue those, those PVC pipes. It's just so oh, silly. Yeah. It's embarrassing, but, yeah, what you going to do? Uh, that's, that was me six years ago. So good times. Uh, beyond that <clears throat> yesterday, we did a bunch of, um, painting. So we use, um, um, epoxy paint. So like what they paint boats with, and we didn't do that upstairs yet. So we're, we're doing a second coat on that. Our walls have just been looking a little 
grubby and I'm not, haven't been proud of it. So I was really excited for Emily to be like, hey, we should sand all this stuff, paint it and get this stuff dialed in, set it all up and, and took care of it. So that was awesome. And, and um, so big thanks to her for doing that. But um, yeah, we'll see how that stands up. You know, I, I think what we really need to do is another upgrade of the shop and tile walls more than we ever thought we needed to because they just keep aging and we just need, keep needing to shut down every few months and redo things. And instead, I think if we just tile anywhere hands may touch, <laughs> we're going to be a lot better because, boy, they touch everywhere. <laughs> they really, really do. <laughs> So, yeah. I know. I've had those days where it's like, what are they doing in this room? What? I love the clients where like the room is wet. Just the room itself is wet. Like, <laughs> I know we can't put cameras in there, but I would like to know. I feel like I'd be watching a National Geographic <laughs> documentary. Just what does this, what does this type of animal do in this situation? I don't what know. Do you, what do you guys tell people to, to mitigate that mess? Like, do you, in your walkthrough or anything, do you specifically tell them not to make a mess? Or I'm curious what you guys do. <laughs> I tell them to, to never uh... come back. I, <laughs> I just I just say, uh, ring, we uh, careful getting out of the float tank. Uh, if they have long hair, I say, you know, wring out your hair while you're in the float tank. And uh, we, we appreciate if you sheath off your body as well. Just hit, helps keep salt water in the float tank. And then showers over here. Yeah. I mean, I don't say don't shake off like a dog. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, that was my next question. If you had someone whip their hair, like go, uh, I have whip no their idea. hair back like, with salt water. See it in the see it in the ceiling we, and everything. Yeah, you see it on the ceiling. You see specks like all over, oh, and you're funny. like, that's somebody whip their hair. Around. Yep. Actually, that has to be it. So Mark told me this week he was in doing deep cleans. Like, how did we get salt water on the ceiling? That must have been it. <laughs> Yeah, someone like shaking it like a dog. I don't know. I've I've had a feeling before where, you know, this may be a personal feeling, not a feeling of the float shack. <laughs> but as a bald as a bald person here, <laughs> there's some days where I want to write on the waiver form, "You cannot float if you have hair." The end. Because some people they comb their hair, they're all out. It's, it's you wonder how how they shed so much hair. Mm. Um, I guess that's another question. I've heard on Float Collective that people have stopped shedding of hair in their float rooms from changing their conditioners. <laughs> how do you guys mitigate hair in your float rooms, on the floors, <laughs> in towels, things like that? What do you do? Hmm. You know, we don't have a big problem with it, honestly. <laughs> oh. um, I mean, there are some, some people, We there are some people that we've noticed do leave a lot more hair mm -hmm. b behind. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, we like you in the tank, we always scoop, but without yeah. scooping the water out um, after, uh, before and after. And um, then we always, you know, we scrub down the floors and push everything towards the drain. And if there's a little bit of hair, you know, we have a little paper towel to grab it. But, but we really don't have that much of an issue. Yeah. Well, our, our float tanks are fine. We skim our float tanks. It's not really inside the float tanks. The shower it's just walls, the pans. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's maybe it's our floor because we got like um, a floor that we put sand down and then a epoxy clear over, so that may catch a lot of hairs. Um, mm. But we just find that you know we are constantly picking huh. up hair, and you got to go around and and swirl it. Maybe it's just our flooring makes it very obvious, or we're extremely picky. Um, but even in our towels, we have to, you know, pull every towel oh, wow. out and visually check it for hairs. And it's just been, 
I'm curious what other people are doing to sort yeah, of... Yeah, Lance, I'm sorry. I don't have any input on this one. I It's mm. not a big issue here. I mean, every once in a while, some, some real big hair, some real frizzy hair, and I don't know if they're rocking out in there or what, but three of the shower walls will, will have a lot of hair on there. But it's a real one-off, you know, so I, I can't... Huh. Uh, can't run with you on this one <laughs> or Dang. provide any insight. <laughs> huh. I don't think I'm a lone wolf there. I'm going to throw this out on. I don't know, Lance. I think we got some bald envy going on. <laughs> this, this... Nah. <laughs> nah, that doesn't exist. Nah, no, surely not. <laughs> Amy, how are you doing? How's your week been? What's going on? Talk to me. It's been crazy, but it's been a crazy few weeks. So. Nothing new here. Um, we always get crazy. Our our tanks are full, full, full. January, February, and March starts to slow down a little bit. So we're actually, as y'all are going into the busy stage, we're huh. slowing down a little bit, um, just a touch. Okay. And uh, most of it's just been work that I have to do. So um, I have been pretty much, when I'm at the office, they make me sit in the kitchen. We have a really tiny kitchen. It's our only work area. I have no <laughs> office. Um, they won't let me at the front desk cause I talk to people and I get caught up with the employees yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so they make me sit in the kitchen <laughs> and, um, it's, you know, getting ready for taxes Ugh. and doing the, I'm behind, I'm so embarrassed. Here we go. I'm behind on my, uh, predictions for this year and my, um, projections for Float Nashville. Lance and I have ours done. Uh, oh, I'm sure you do. And it's, <laughs> yeah. And next like, year's. I'm yeah, of course. And next year's, uh, <laughs> um, I'm adjusting, I'm adjusting ours a little bit, but, um, yeah, I, uh, it's been kind of crazy, but uh, we, so, okay, so I heard something on a podcast this past week. Uh, it was an interview with John Lee Dumas, who uh, I believe does the Entrepreneur on Fire podcast. Oh, yeah. He was guesting on somebody else's. And he was talking about um, focusing on one thing, getting one thing done. And I realized I have, I'm like all over the place. Mm-hmm. I'm like spending a few, an hour here on taxes, an hour here on the projections, an hour here on my books. Dude. And I'm just scattered because I'm so, I'm in this panic state. Um, and one of the things that really caught me off guard is uh, we spent the last year working with a social media company, which, speaking of one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made in my entire life, <laughs> Damn. Um, this Damn. is huge. Um, it was huge. And it was um, it was tough. We were locked in for a year. Um, Drive Social Media is not my friend. I'm going to drop that name. Um, <laughs> I'm going to write a very thorough review here in the future. But we finally celebrated getting off that and we decided to pull our social media completely in house. Nice. Now I had no clue. I, I needed help. Obviously, social media, any kind of marketing, is a really big job. And I actually worked up a semi plan. I had no clue what this is going to look like. And so on John Lee Dumas, he brought up this acronym call uh, that he said, we need to learn to focus. It's follow one course until successful. And I realized that I had been avoiding putting together this social media team because I had no clue where to start. I didn't really, I had a vague idea what I wanted it to look like, how we were going to work together. But I finally sat down this week and spent probably six hours uh, just writing out what I expected, um, writing out the tone of our social media, writing out topics that could be uh, worked on, uh, setting up um, what I felt were organizational uh, Google Docs. And I made an appointment with my new team, and I said, hey, guys, we're going to have a meeting. 
We're going to set up weekly meetings, and I'm going to assign you some stuff. And I have no clue if you can do all this in the allotted time, and I have no clue uh, what else you're capable of, but we just got to start somewhere. So this week, I focused on bringing all of our social media in-house, and it's kind of scaring the pants off me because I really don't know what I'm doing. But um, something tells me yeah, that's we're, not true. But okay. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's funny. We, you're working with two people, and it's like, well, how do we, how do we get cohesive? How do I make sure that the brand is intact? We're getting ready to we're rolling out within the week our new branding, nice. and it's like, how do we make sure the brand is intact when I'm working with two people? I have to basically stop micromanaging, which really is hard for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so me too. Me too. It's been a yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of hard focused work this week that I'm hoping will, without too many mistakes, because I will make mistakes, mm-hmm. um, bring me to a place where I can share some social media success stories or ways that we can all, you know, spend a little less time on social media and and uh, be successful. Because I think that is one thing as an entrepreneur, and I've noticed other Float Center owners talking about this, you know, we have so much on our plate as it is. Mm-hmm. That social media, most people have full-time social media managers. Mm-hmm. And then marketing on top of that, right. even small businesses. Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah. there's got to be a way to make this a little bit easier, a little bit more manageable. Well, I think you're, you're already winning by saving the money, <laughs> you know, by not paying somebody <laughs> else. So that's, that's just, an, I mean, imagine those tanks filled up with bodies. <laughs> I mean, that same difference, right? Except... You can still fill them up with bodies and make extra money instead of that money just going out the door. Plus, I've heard on countless episodes you talking about working with your social media managers or whatever you want to call them, and you're doing the work for them. Yeah, They're yeah, asking you true. all the questions. You're writing true. the copy. You're telling about the demo. You're doing all the stuff. It's like, true. Amy can do this. So um, Basically, they were very expensive graphic designers. Yeah, that's that's true. So I, I, Once again, because I have issues I, with micromanaging. I, I, um, I don't know where the line is between, like, Sometimes I think you don't take full credit for how awesome you are and where the line is. <laughs> never of like, does. Never. Yeah. Well, so I don't know. So like, I don't know what the reality yeah. is of like how good you're actually going to be at this. So I'll be interested to hear in the, in the coming months what the reality really is. I'll tell you, I'm out of my comfort zone, y'all. Nice. I am totally out of my comfort zone. <laughs> and having to put the social media babies in someone else's hands, hmm. in some ways I'm feeling huge amounts of relief. Because I like we had this meeting on Monday, and all of a sudden they came to this meeting. And by the way, you know I am I guess maybe saving some money, but the reality of it is I'm just paying it into mm. my employees and giving them some more hours, and oh, they're working okay. outside of the office. Huh. Um, but um, which is nice. I'd much rather pay my employees that I like, that right, like right. me, that understand floating, mm-hmm. than people mm-hmm. who don't care. Exactly. Um, but um, you know it was really nice to sit down, and they had a, they came with a bunch of ideas. Um, they were able to brainstorm and already kind of clean up some areas. Some of my, some of my suggestions that were a little, you know, I added like five different steps because I like lots of steps. Um, you know, they were able to really break down the work and it was nice. It was so nice to have someone to help and to give me feedback. Mm -hmm. So you know, ideally, I, I hope every split center eventually can do this. I, I think my biggest realization was I'm not going to let a social media company who's who doesn't float, who doesn't interact with my clients, who basically wanted to make the same ad for me as they did for the dentist down the street and the restaurant down the street and the massage therapist down the street. Um, I, I want to 
I want to serve our clients. I want to keep that money in-house, and we, I believe, can do it better than better than them, and I'm hoping we can, I can prove that I, right. I think you can. I, I really believe that. I think you can. <laughs> <laughs> I, we'll just, see. just based on the conversations we've had and your knowledge and understanding, and, and again, <laughs> just like you said, they, they don't float. They don't understand our demographic like they no. think that they do. They think it's all the same, and I've talked to so many people like this, including, I don't know if they're business coaches or, or gurus or whatever you want to call it. They're like, hey, they're all the same. Um, I've had, basically, I've had other people want me to promote the industry going through these these coaches that don't float, that don't know the industry, and I've, I've said no to it because they don't, they don't get it. It's not a cookie-cutter business. I'm sorry. No. And, you know, they were answering some of our social media, and what really hit me, I finally kicked them off um, <laughs> because it was making me nuts. But what was happening is I noticed when we look through our social media and people are responding, I'm like, oh, I know him. He came to float this uh, week. And, oh, he's one of our regular floaters. And, um, oh, I haven't seen her in for a while. It's so glad that she's thinking of us, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, and they would answer. It's like, oh, have you floated before? Uh, what do you think? And I'm like, whoa, whoa. I, so I would go in, and I'd make a new comment. Hey, Amy here. So, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so glad that you've been with us for so long and uh, you know I was like I was going behind them I had to watch everything they did I was going in behind them and and doing that and it's like no my the service that I want to give yeah. is personal it's um, much gratitude because these people are paying my bills and making a difference in my in not my my community well it is my community all our, our community um, and I want to show them love and um, honor where they are and that was not handing it over to the social media company was not doing that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's worth, I think it's worth it, but it's going to certainly be a, uh, growing, a big experiment pain. where I make yeah. lots of mistakes. Well, one thing we talked about in the branding round table that we just hosted, by the way, yay, we had our branding round table. That was awesome. I think everybody had yay, a great time. So fun. thanks everybody for being there. Uh, one of the thing was, um, basically kind of, I forget what the term was, but basically like a Bible for, your branding, and that could be for your social mm -hmm. media as well. Like, what kind of language do you use? How do you interact? What are the values behind that? So that the, the tighter you get that into focus, the sooner you yes. can hand that off to somebody else and not have to micromanage, which is, I feel like that's the lesson I learn over and over as I'm a big micromanager is I, I have to really understand what I want and be able to... It, if, if I'm not able to hand that off to somebody, I don't know what I want. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if I can't teach it, then I don't know it. Kind of, kind of that kind of philosophy. So that's that's something I'm learning, and it was definitely true with with our branding. Mm. I want to bring engineer Brian in onto the show here, but first I want to give a shout out to Float Helm, which has 100% retention. So out of any float center that is still open that started using Float Helm, they're still using Float Helm. I don't think there's any other scheduling software out there that can claim that kind of number. So. Pretty, pretty phenomenal. Over 90 float centers are using Helm. 40 more float centers are lined up to switch over to it. And, uh, you know, don't take my word for it, <laughs> but go to floathelm.com and look at the testimonial videos that are on the homepage as well. And you can see from actual people using Floathelm, although we use Floathelm as well, uh, other people using Floathelm and see how it can work for you. Floathelm.com is where you want to go to check it out. Brian, welcome. Welcome. Hello. You're here every episode, uh, but you're not you're not <laughs> talking every episode. So it's nice to have right. you. Nice to hear your, your beautiful <laughs> Thank voice. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's nice uh, to be nice to not just be listening quietly in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so you you aren't um, 
on the day-to-day at the float shop. You do not own a float center, uh, which is probably the main reason you're not on every episode. But right. these last few weeks, you have been quite heavily part of the float shop with helping us out with uh, some of our processes, some of our software, fixing up computers, that kind of thing. So thank you for that. And uh, Yeah, absolutely. But uh, any, any uh, float-related or anything, Brian-related, you want to cover for your week here? Boy, yeah, <laughs> I don't uh, I don't know. I think uh, still riding that high off the uh, round table uh, mm-hmm. last week. Um, that was really awesome. It was a good time. And yeah. For all who attended, thanks for showing up. It was tons of great info. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's funny to put on a round table with all this info and then go through it and be like, oh, wow, I learned a lot. Right, like, I know, yes. It happens every <laughs> single time. Like, I I feel like we're going in there to teach, and by all means, we're providing information, but at the same time, every time by the end, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to get these notes, <laughs> and I got to apply right, this right. to my business. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's like, oh, there's so much we need to do. Um, yeah, other than that, like you mentioned, I've been hanging out at the float shop a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who for those who. Don't, I think we've mentioned this on the show before, but Dylan and I met right. um, by me running into the float shop one day after a run, all sweaty, wearing weird toe shoes and running up like, to the front uh, desk. Oh, my God. Do you guys have float tanks? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's and Dil- right. Dylan's first words to me were, shh, <laughs> there's people floating. That's right. And we've been We've been great friends ever since. So <sighs> We call him employee um, zero because he was never actually working hours at the shop but he he helped us so much uh in in trade for floats he was employee zero yeah and i have to say oh i'm sorry brian but i do have to say this week i've been excited that you're there because on the float shop uh timelines and on the in the social media they uh, they show pictures of Vaughn. Who's your who's your dog Vaughn seems to be the unofficial (laughs) float shop dog this week yeah i love that uh by the way there's yeah, going to be some other angry dog owners if I say Brian's the only <laughs> one. So I'm hands off. Well, that that raises my suspicions because the the first kind of emergency call I got uh, that, you know, electronics were breaking at the float shop, I happened to be walking my dog. So I said, oh, hey, is it okay if I if I bring the dog by and, and I'll take a look at it? And they said that was fine and then fell in love with the dog. And then two days later... <laughs> Suddenly, like, oh no, the printer is broken. Are, the do you have a button? Are you? Do you have your dog? By the way, just out of curiosity, totally unrelated to this problem. You know, I so think this is more I, of a Vaughn issue. Could you just send the dog to help out with this one? Our Wi-Fi. He knows. He knows where we're at. And as far um, as the float shop goes, you know, we just get those clicks, man. We just post animals. That's. Float tanks are one thing, but but dogs they get the clicks. Oh yeah, that's right. They they really they really do. I have a friend who did uh, she did social social media marketing for uh, Vail Ski Resorts, and she was like, yeah, anytime there's a photo of like a snow rescue dog, oh like, my god, infinitely more popular than anything else that they post. I believe that. So dogs do work if you want to implement that in your marketing strategy. <laughs> I just got to work in the kittens. I don't know how to work kittens in, but that's. That's where my heart is. Uh, so um, uh, Brian and I went to go see a an event this week, and I was really excited about it. We got an invite from Dana, who is opening a float center here in Portland in the Northeast, and it, she said, do you want to go see Tony Robbins? I said, I don't know who Tony Robbins is. I mean, I know the name, but I haven't uh, you know seen any of his stuff. She sent me a link. 
I thought it was cool. I didn't get around to watching the documentary. Brian, what's your experience with beforehand, your knowledge on Tony Robbins? Yeah, um, I've, I have a lot of friends who are into Tony Robbins, so I had a pretty good knowledge okay. of him. Um, I've read a little bit of his works. I watched the documentary on Netflix, I Am Not Your Guru, mm-hmm. um, and that was kind of an interesting behind-the-scenes look at, at some of his four-day mega events that he puts on. Mm-hmm. Um but mostly I have I have a friend that I I'm close with and respect a lot who is super into Tony Robbins. So I was like, well, if he's if he's a Tony Robbins fan, then I, this him. is probably worth checking out. Right. Um, and just just to be clear, this was not a. As maybe you found out later, this well, was well, not uh, a Tony Ro- Tony Robbins only event. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I want to save that. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> but but I am I am curious, uh, Lance and Amy, what are your thoughts on Tony Robbins? The guy has a lot of success. Um, there's some things. <laughs> That's a great. <laughs> you know what? He's doing it. He's whatever he's doing is doing it right. right, right. I, I have actually read several of his books, okay. and there's some really great pearls of of wisdom in there. Some things I. I am all about some other things. I'm like, eh, not so much. But if it works for you, that's awesome. So uh, I enjoyed the documentary. Um, I think he's talented at what he does. And um, he's a very tall man. That's what I think about Tony Robbins. He's a very tall man. Um, So, yeah, I mean, mean, now my my beef with Tony Robbins Ah. is I have read several of his books. And to me, it's like, oh, he's regurgitating the same information, but he's saying it in different ways, oh, wow. um, which kind of bugs me a little bit. But um, but there's so much good information that, you know, I can live with and, it. And what okay. kind of information? Okay. So, like, for anybody who doesn't know who Tony um, Robbins is. So, you know, he often almost always talks about, like, his, uh, is it the 90-second rule? And, you know, if he's upset about something or whatever, he gives himself 90 seconds and he turns it around. And he usually talks about... Um, suffering and he's very much into I call it up with people um, and I'm all about gratitude sometimes it uh, gets a little overwhelming to me but um, <laughs> um, the financial stuff he usually like his financial books his his uh, recommendations mm. usually don't change too much from book mm. to book but huh. once again I don't think that's a bad, necessarily a bad thing and um, I think the information's good he just okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's all right, and he's very tall. That's funny you mentioned that, Amy, because he was he was promoting his most recent book at the event, uh, which I think was called like Financial Success or something like that. Oh, okay. Which I thought was really odd because the content of the book, as well as almost the book cover, looked very similar to his How to Make Money book from like two to three years ago that I have on my bookshelf. <laughs> um, so I saw that book and I was like, huh. I, own that book already but this one looks oh, that's slightly funny. different um so did a good example of what you're talking about the, princi- the principles they talk about the principles from the book and did you kind of get the feeling that it might have been not that it matters i don't I no 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 the event was stuff, more so. uh wasn't really focused on on financial things we'll we'll talk about that in a bit i think <laughs> okay uh lance what's what's your take on tony uh i've just listened to a few of his podcasts and hmm. i don't know like amy says he says a lot of the same things a lot of these these power speakers or these big speakers say the same things in their own format and they change up the wordings. It breaks down to classic, uh, principles of, of, uh, money management and life and things like that. But I, I personally don't know much about Tony Robbins. Well, you might know a lot more about the other guy who was headlined, which is Gary Vanderchuk, Gary V. Nice. Um, so speaking of that, that's funny that you say that saying the same things over and over. He has, I think like three, 
pillars that he stands by. I think know thyself, hustle, and I forget what the third one is, but like that's what he he drills all the time. Out of the videos I've seen, hustle, hustle, hustle is the yeah. big one. Um, oh, I think empathy was was uh, the, his third pillar. But uh, so you are a Gary V fan, right, Lance? Yep. And Amy? Yes. I've been reading his books from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I, I like a lot of the stuff he has to say, and so he's pretty engaging, pretty charismatic. So I, I went in going, uh, this guy is um, a lot of fluff, a lot of saying the word hustle a lot. <laughs> and I was going in thinking, I'm excited to see this because I know Lance is a fan. And so like I was like, Lance is going to be stoked that I was here and I got to see Gary Vanderchuk. Like, that's cool to me. Uh, and then, of course, I was going in with an open mind, too, to, to see what this guy had to say. Uh, I guess now we should talk about the actual day, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so first of all, um, there are three headliners: some dude from Shark Tank who I don't know, uh, Gary Vee, and then Tony Robbins. Yep. That, those were the the three speakers listed on the website for this event. Very cool. The Get shark, who is the Shark Tank guy? Uh, Do you know who it was, Brian? Damon. I I don't recall off the top of my head. Uh, what's his face. I can't think. Uh, it, maybe it, can... it wasn't anyone I recognized, and also he was the first speaker of the day, and Dylan and I had both decided that we were not going to be knocking out the doors <laughs> at 8 a.m. for this event. So. Robert Hazervec, I think is how you say oh, his name. Okay. Uh, uh, huh. So, yeah, we, we, we already had decided we're not waking up for that. Um, no, no kind of life to be up before, you know, 8 a.m. <laughs> so... Um, you know, we slept in, we took an Uber there, super cool, uh, got there while somebody else was speaking, and it, at first I thought it, w- it must still be Robert, but as it turns out, and I'm not exactly sure how to unroll this, because the unrolling in my mind, I think, happened slowly throughout the day, but uh, there was somebody on stage talking about real estate. If, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, Brian, but I think it, this one was on real estate, yep. and how you should really sign up right now and pay $1,000 to sign up for his school mm-hmm right now or else you lose out and like there are some obnoxious dudes to the right of me just wop 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 talking and i kept wanting to be like guys please be quiet here i'm trying to listen but then every time i thought that a bit, i was like oh wait i have no interest in what this guy is saying it's just <laughs> rude that you're talking so i didn't say anything uh so that guy finished up and then what another guy selling uh, how to bet so on how, the stocks? How, how, yeah, how to how to make millions in the stock market uh, using puts and options. And so I still wasn't quick mm. to the game yet. So I thought, okay, uh, maybe I should get into these these type of stocks. You know, interesting, and you know, a little bit of note taking here and there of okay, here's some information. And just when I thought it was going to get to some real solid info, uh, you know, a- applicable information. The tail end of it goes into a sales pitch. Sign up for my school, but sign up right now. Go to this table over here, this table over there. And that's when I went, oh, snap. I think I know what we're in right now. And all of a sudden, Brian, I don't know when it clicked for you, but... Uh, for, oh, I mean, I I was I knew what was going uh, on within the first 10 minutes of walking in. God. So you've got the three headliners, right? Uh-huh. No dates or, or, excuse me, no times, no schedule. That was one thing. Like, I kept going through the pamphlet and going, okay, so there's multiple speakers here. It's not just these guys. That's a lot of gurus who are going to tell me how I can rock my business and my entrepreneurial, li- entrepreneurial lifestyle. No no schedule. And then, um, well, it's cool. Gary V is up next. Let's just hang out. we got to see Gary V, and, and then we can get out of here. 
one more. They got they. I don't know if they what they did, but they mixed it up, and uh, they had another guy up there for another hour long sales pitch on how you can write a oh. book. And was it 40 hours, Brian, have a published book? <laughs> That's right. Hours. You write a book oh. in 40 hours, publish it, make thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and here's, yeah. here's oh, when oh, it shit. really clicked yeah. for me. So uh, awesome. um, it, he's like, make money before you even sell your book. Sell ads in your book. So at the very end, you have recommended products. So you have five, 15 different pages that these advertisers are paying to be in the book there. And I was like, huh, that's pretty cool. Nah, not really my thing, but, you know, interesting concept. And then it went like a lightning bolt. I went, we are in that book right now. These people (laughs) paid to be, they're not just, Gary Vee and Tony Robbins are not just making money off of us paying tickets to be here, which were not cheap, by the way. Uh, And we had the cheap seats. But um, they're making money by having us held hostage with our time, which by the way is brought up by every single one of those guys up there is how important your time is valuing your own time. (laughs) Meanwhile, they're sucking my time out of my life. So, uh, yeah, this guy with the the book thing, I was like, Oh yeah, that's, that's what we're in. We just can't skip the ending. We're locked in from the beginning. They get you in with a celebrity with a shark tank guy. They throw Gary V in the middle. So you don't just leave till the end. Uh, so we watch, we watch Gary V, but, it wasn't quite the Gary V we were expecting. What was it, Brian? <laughs> it was a hol- it was Gary V hologram. It was a uh, humogram. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a humogram is is the name of the company that puts it on, which is uh, a, which, cool. Honestly, yeah, it was cool. Like yeah, yeah. I I thought it was neat. Um but certainly there were there were people disappointed that he wasn't there yeah. physically. Um, and also it was clear it was a it was a recording, right? I was, was just gonna say, but at least it was live, right, Brian? <laughs> well not it, when the when the hologram talking to you doesn't pause for applause, there's something's right. up there and it's it's it, pre recorded. It totally reminded me of an episode of The Simpsons uh, where the band is in front of uh, in front of the huge audience and the, he lifts up his guitar and he's like it's great to be here. And he sees Springfield written on the back, Springfield. And they all go, yeah. Because <laughs> Gary Vee at the beginning, he's like, hello, I love Portland. And then you see, and not, not that it happens right away, but it actually cuts. Like there, clearly this was recorded in snippets. So you know he recorded, I love you, Seattle. I love you, Portland. I love you, San Francisco. And then the rest of it was, you know, pre, pre-done. So that, that felt a little, little rough. With that being said, I actually really enjoyed him as a speaker. Uh, he's yeah. a social media guru, I think is kind of what he what he calls himself, or something to that effect. And um, I I thought he came across as really sincere. I don't like the yelly. I feel like the stuff I've seen of him was really yelly. This felt more just like uh, he was talking to me, sincere, and I, I like the values that he talked about. I don't know if you want to yeah. elaborate on that, Brian. No, I agree. I think uh, part of part of my own personal issue with Gary is like he always seems like he's like screaming and like not screaming, but just like <laughs> exasperated and out of breath talking about hustling. He's like, you gotta be hustling. You gotta be hustling all the time. If you're not hustling, you're not gonna skim like take a breath, man. Relax. Go floating maybe. Right, right. Chill out. Um but he did uh he did bring a lot of good info and actionable advice right. to to the talk, which I which I appreciated. Um, and not just and if you're trying have... to self-publish a book or go into stocks. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, something that's actually going to be useful for for your business, and there's no there's no sales pitch at the end. Right. Um, 
he did have his Gary moments. He has, I've, I, I always call out uh, the contradictory statements that he makes. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. I think, what was that? We saw a video where. I love um, this one. Love this one. He was, he was talking. He was like, yeah, like, we're coming up on Christmas time, the holidays. You know, that's when everyone's taking a break. That's when you need to be hustling. Like, you need to keep on working. You're going to be hustling <laughs> while everyone else is slacking and on vacation. That's when you put your nose to the grindstone and make stuff happen. That's where you get the and, edge. That's where you have the hustle. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Unless you've been hustling all year, you need to take vacation. You treat yourself, you know. If you've been hustling, it's important to take time off and relax. It's like what? And yeah. uh, during the during the talk, you know, he's, you know, he's he's giving us all the speakers always give their intro, um, usually talking about their how successful they are, and in Tony's case, how many houses he has to appeal to the people there. Um, but you know, Gary was talking about his how he came to be who he is and, and what he's good at. Um, and part of his success is from knowing, knowing what's going to be, uh, big early on. So like hop, hopping on Twitter before it got big, getting on Snapchat before it got big. Um, so, you know, he's there saying, Hey, I'm part of what makes me, me is I'm good at seeing what's new and what's coming down the line. Like I'm good at knowing what's next. Right. And then two minutes later, he's like, I don't care what's next. All I care about is now. Like, what? Like you just, you said, you just, you just pinned this entire thing about telling the future of software. That's how you make money is by knowing this. That's how you make money. People ask so me all the time. People ask me all the time. I don't care. I know. I know now. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. (laughs) Except five minutes ago, you said the exact opposite. Um, And and I gotta, I gotta speak for Dana here too, because she, one of her things, oh gosh, I'm going to have to recall it here. Um, was, and and I think it was specific to Gary V, which by the way, actually that was the best part of my day was that we all just got to hang out. We skipped a few of these speeches because once we realized this was just, just one hour sales pitches that we were held hostage for, we went to Burgerville. We got to eat. Dana, Brian, and I hung out, and that was fun. Um, and and we actually did that multiple times. I think Brian and I decided not to go in, and Dana walked out, just going, "I can't do this. I can't do this anymore." And so we all we all hung out. And uh, I think what she was saying about Gary V was first um, know yourself was something that he was talking about quite a bit. And then he was telling everybody, "You got to have this hustle constantly. You got to work all the time. Workaholic. Work, 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 work. Get it done." And Dana was like, and, and actually, I would say a few, I noticed a few people saying something to this uh, angle, which was, that's not me. I know myself. I like vacations. I want to live a lifestyle that's in a different type of balance than Gary Vee. Like, great, that works for him. He knows himself. That's not me. I don't want to, once I get to earning $500,000, go, why aren't I making a million? Why, you know, why am I not working hard enough to earn a million dollars? That's not our mentalities and maybe it's just because we're dirty hippie portlanders but we that's just not (laughs) didn't vibe with a lot of people that i spoke with which of course is a bit of an echo chamber with you know the people that i keep around me but um really fun hanging out with dana that was awesome we got to talk about some cool stuff and we're gonna be getting together swapping information about float centers here pretty soon which will be fun too um but uh yeah eventually we did get back for tony robbins uh by the way uh, event starts at eight, ends at five thirty, but it, it lets you know it can go late. Sometimes Tony Robbins goes late because he's just so into what he's doing. Well, guess what? Tony Robbins hits the stage at five o'clock, five p.m., thirty minutes before I told Sandra I would be leaving here. 
this is my first time out of the house for so long. I'm missing my daughter. I feel guilty that I'm out here doing something and I'm not not with the with the family. 30 minutes in, and and Brian, I'll, I'll let you talk about what Tony had to say, but 30 minutes in, I was like, I'm I I'm kind of in, like I'm I'm interested in what he has to say, but I gotta go. And uh Got an got an Uber and and uh, went went home just feeling terrible and I felt dirty for days afterwards. I felt completely taken advantage of. I felt gross, and I felt gross about Tony Robbins because I was like, I don't know what kind of information he had for me, but all that whole salesy tax tactic was disgusting, and I would never do something like that. And that was that was probably the big takeaway that maybe Brian and I will get to later. Where wow. what what can we learn from these? icky situations that we were in. So I just felt gross for days. I felt guilty. I felt bad. I just felt yucky. And I can hear uh, Dana listening to this and thinking that she's guilty of putting me in this mood for in some way, which is absolutely not the case. Uh, total, totally on me. And I'm so glad we got to spend time with each other if Dana happens to be listening to this episode. Uh, but uh, yeah, anyway, Brian, what did Tony have to say? Yeah, Tony, well, maybe, maybe before, maybe before we talk about Tony, oh, maybe please. I'll, I'll share a couple notes from, from Gary's talk. Oh, first. okay. Uh, I don't know if that'd be useful for the listeners at all, but. Well, he was my um, favorite. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a couple of things he mentioned, uh, getting in early on new platforms is important. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is you want to get in to generate, generate content, generate your story on those platforms before they get overrun and diluted by marketers like him right because once once it gets diluted like once instagram certainly this is true for me like once instagram started you know they, their revenue stream was putting ads in front of my face every time i'm mm -hmm. um, moving through my stream i became less interested interested in instagram so if you're able to get on those platforms early while the audience is still paying attention um that's when you want to do it yeah, that was a really good one where he's he's like, you know, when Twitter's new, you want to check it throughout the day. You want to see what's going on there. By the time you're interested in Snapchat and that's what you're doing, you're not checking your Twitter feed like that. You're not checking Facebook or what have you. So there's a time when you're it is golden where somebody really wants to see what's on that feed. So, yeah, I thought that right. was good. Um, another big thing, point he was driving home, content. Content drives business on the Internet. If you're a business that if you're a business that's on the Internet. Um, you know, content is what, what drives and attracts an audience. Um, you mentioned the pillars of success mm -hmm. at the, at the beginning of, um, talking about Gary Vee, self-awareness, hustle, i.e. your work has to match your ambition mm -hmm. and empathy. Um, you know, create a mindset where you're working for your employees rather than assuming that they work for you. Um, and that's a good empathetic mindset to have when you are running a business. I like, uh, if I yeah, may, I, I just like that um, he, he brought up Steve Jobs and he's like, that Steve Jobs book came out or when Steve Jobs was, was uh, kind of the, the zeitgeist of entrepreneurship, uh, he um, made it look like being an asshole is cool and being a big jerk to your employees is, is okay and cool. And Gary Vee's philosophy is I want to be uh, one of the biggest business people out there to show, look, you can do this while taking care of everybody around you and uh, being super positive. So, of course, I, I dug that quite a bit. Yeah, it's so funny when uh, when that Walter uh, Walter Isaacson biography came out about um, Steve Jobs. So many people, especially in Silicon Valley, read it. Mm. And they're like, oh, like I'll just be an asshole to my employees and then mm. I'll be successful just like <laughs> Apple. It's like, <laughs> no, that's not... <laughs> 
that's that was not the, the reason he was yeah. successful. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a it's not a template for you to follow. Oh, can I also comment on the content is king part because he also mentioned that. Yeah, and, and I know we've covered this like kind of like Lance said before. Like it's not there's not a ton of new information coming out here. It's like good highlights of like oh yeah, this is a good reminder is that every social media is used differently and it's consumed differently. So Facebook. Mm-hmm you're going to post different stuff on Facebook than you're going to on your Instagram feed, different than your Twitter, different than your Snapchat. As far as like producing content. And this is, this is one that's hard to <laughs> hard to get in your mind if you're a type personality, but um, he's like, look, the reason you're not producing content is because you're a perfectionist. Mm. Stop worrying about getting the lighting. Perfect. Stop worrying about <sighs> getting your makeup done. Worry about documenting versus creating. Don't overthink it documentary um, brian and i and made so eye contact during that part of the show that uh-huh. was that oh, was yeah. <laughs> that rang oh, true yeah i'm snapping snapping a couple sh- shots of the recording right now just documenting <laughs> um and then the other one is the the 51 49 rule right at 51 percent to 49 percent i.e are you providing more value to the customer than you're getting in return mm-hmm. And I think a large part of his his message over the years has been um, punch, punch, jab or something like that. Uh, basically, yep. give, 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 and then ask for something, right? Rather than making it a purely transactional, like, here's something for you. Now I want something in return. Um, providing really high value to the customer is important. That's something Amy covers a lot. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of it for Gary. And then uh, Tony showed up at, at went on stage at five o'clock. <laughs> is he a hologram too? I, no. Or was he? Yeah, Tony real. is not a hologram. <laughs> Feels like it. You might as well turn the fog machines on and just like the the music. <laughs> I I thought I was in the nineties. It was crazy. <laughs> it that was so weird to me. Like stepping through a a time portal. It, it was crazy to me. Sorry, Brian. Please go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I I completely agree with you. It was, it was quite a, it was quite a spectacle, uh, right. for yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm disappointed there were no flames or fireworks uh, <laughs> on stage. No I think you have to pay for the pay pay for the four day course to get that. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tony was uh, his talk was less. Well, first you left Dylan, but it lasted until eight o'clock. Okay. It was a three hour three hour talk wow. till eight cool. o'clock. Um, and just as you, I, like I was planning on leaving at like five, five thirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm here for Tony. I should, <sighs> should probably sit through it. So gross. I hate it. Uh, Sorry. Go ahead. Go now ahead. we, now we know better. Yeah. Right. Live and learn. Show up at five. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Tony was less about, uh, less kind of actionable tactics and more talking about, uh, psychology, um, you know, excuses for failure and the psychology of success and kind of how to change your state. Amy, you were talking about the, you know, 90 seconds to. Did he do the 90 seconds? Oh, he absolutely did the 90 <laughs> seconds. Yeah, I have it in my notes here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think. And one of the last things he left with was, you know, Tony Robbins always talks about being in a peak state. Mm-hmm. And part of being a peak state is keeping your energy up. And I can't tell you. We must have spent a combined total of like 20 to 30 minutes jumping up and down, <laughs> clapping <laughs> like every like every half hour. It's like out of your chairs. Let's put on some music. <laughs> and everyone's like, it's like high five at least 20 people like across the aisle. 
I was like, man, like I've, I've been sitting here all day, man. Like I just want some info and then I want to go home. <laughs> I don't want to play this game. I don't want to peek anymore. <laughs> I don't want to peek anymore. I'm, I'm, uh, my peak state is lost. Uh, but he talks about peak state versus a lousy state. And he says, you know, this. my friend said this can be more elegantly framed as in being in a beautiful state versus in a suffering state. Hmm. Um, so a beautiful state is having high energy, experiencing joy, experiencing gratitude, um, and suffering state is, you know, worried, stressed, angry. And if you're in that suffering state, you want to transfer into a, a beautiful state. And, you know, he talks about the 90 second rule. If you start to feel suffering, recognize it, focus on appreciation and turning it around. And he did this exercise where he said, Hey, everyone close your eyes and experience like vividly experience a moment where you felt incredibly grateful or vividly experience a moment where you were laughing so hard your stomach was hurting and notice notice how your breathing pattern changes like notice where your mind goes notice how your body feels when thinking about that state and that's something that actually worked i was like oh like i can tell that my body my breathing is like this is how i breathe when i'm feeling incredibly happy and grateful um, and so if you can recognize that, then you can focus on it and, and turn things around. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, and he said, you know, hey, I choose to live in a beautiful state no matter what happens, like no matter what life throws my way, because life is too short to suffer. Mm. Can get behind that for sure. <laughs> nice. Oh, he actually, he did. He did leave some. Uh, he did leave some finance advice on there. He said the stock. The Amy and I, I think we were talking about this before the show started. Uh, the coming market crash is going to be the best time to invest. So, <laughs> uh, you know, he's he's mentioned this. If you're in the U.S., you know, um, every five years usually we see a correction, but we're in our eighth year of a bear market, so uh, we're a little overdue. Um, but I'm sure every, it'll be a after, gentle every, month. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be nice and easy. Um, like rocking a baby to sleep. We won't even notice. Yeah. But if you look at the data after every single crash that's happened, since we have data on this stuff, the market goes up the next year. Nice. So I, some free free financial advice. Um, Just kidding. Not financial advice. Don't yeah, right. talk to your financial, <laughs> financial advisor. <laughs> Um, and you don't play one on TV. I don't That's play right. one on TV or the radio or the podcast. Or the radio. Or the <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to put one more thing out there. Uh, I guess I'm not in a beautiful state because this is one more moment of suffering when I was leaving. <laughs> so he, he will say something and then it'll cue like a foghorn or some sound effect or something uh, that he then does this funny wave to or he claps with his hands but not his fingers, which I'm really curious about, by the way. <laughs> like, do you wear out your fingertips if you clap too often at too many of these expos? I, is that why he does it? I don't know. But anyway, uh, as I was walking out, he was talking about women's shoes and how much uh, women love women's shoes. Uh, and he was talking about Zappos and uh, um, how you get women to buy shoes online. And he made some joke about women's shoes and... Uh, Oh gosh, darn it! What's the singer? The hey boys, like that don't impress me much. Who is that? Shania Twain. Shania Twain was playing. I was like, wow, I am fully in the '90s. This is terrible, and I am so happy. This is what I'm walking out on right now. It was the one moment I felt good about things. 
so <clears throat> sorry about that last <laughs> bit of negativity, which is actually a little bit of positivity for me. It was so cheesy um, for me, for me, yeah. not necessarily for everybody. And that's one thing I think that's important about these. I, I keep using the term guru probably because he has that Netflix documentary, but these inspirational uh, icons, which is that they are supposed to be a little bit cheesy or they can be. It's, I have a problem with separating from, what is it, the, the right side of my brain. So like if, if left is your artsy and right is analytical, I'm way too analytical. And I would say Brian is in the same boat with me here that we can, yep. we, we communicate very well because I think we can both operate from there, like kind of like computers just sharing bits back and forth. But um, it can be difficult to just get in the moment, experience something and be kind of fulfilled from that feeling and experience. And that's what these um, folks are really, really good at tapping into and is good for me. And again, for me, it was Gary Vee kind of breaking things down for me to be able to experience that while giving, you know, some, some right brain stuff too, that satisfies that, that part of me as well. So, um, and, and that was one thing, Dana, when she messaged me, she was like, I like to get inspired. I like somebody who, who moves me. And so, um, that's one of the main reasons I went there was to shake up my, my right brain or <laughs> I hope I'm not getting it wrong and it's left brain, but either way, just kind of shake that part up in me. And so, um, now I'm, a I'm more interested in Gary V. I don't know if I'm a fan yet, but now I know who to look to, you know, whose Facebook page to jump to, to get inspired or, you know, get some fire under my ass. Yeah. Mm. I definitely have a little, little more respect for him. I, I, I harshly judged him. I had a friend who like gave me his first book. He's like, this is an amazing book. It's incredible. <sighs> And I read it and I was like, hmm, it's not that great. And also, like, mm -mm. he didn't write it. He just <laughs> spoke at someone who wrote his words down. Um, but during the talk, he's like, hey, focus on what you're good at. I'm terrible at writing. So I had a ghostwriter, like, write my books for me. Right. I was like, oh, like, okay. Right? Yeah, I get totally, that. Yeah, totally. yeah, that makes sense to me now. Like, you weren't trying to deceive or swindle anyone. You just recognized that writing was not a strong suit and you had someone help you with it. And, and that is an interesting thing. Like to, if, if you're sincere and you're not trying to cover something up about yourself, like no matter how you move forward, that will kind of, it'll come out in the wash of who you are. And mm -hmm. if that's what some, something people respect, they, they will continue to respect you, which in, in the case of Gary Vee, that's the case. Although he still loses points for me for being part of this expo thing, uh, which I felt was pretty, pretty shady. But um, I mean, technically he wasn't there. It just yeah, 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 yeah. Him was playing <laughs> at the convention, so that's true. I'm not going to give him a full point deduction for that. I'm, uh, I agree, and for some reason, I, I completely agree. Like, I put it mostly on Tony Robbins for this one. For, mm -hmm. but uh, Lance, I'm curious. Does this sound like the Gary Vee you know? And what what does this make you think about this this uh, guru? Uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of the the same principles I'd, I've heard him talk about over and over and over and over <laughs> again. Um, but that's what I like. Like it's, right. it's key principles and it's just like it, ingraining that reminding you like, you know, you know, keep, keep at what you want to do and be patient and you're still young. All of you, everyone here still young. There's still many <laughs> years to go. Yeah. Hustle. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't seen Gary V hologram, but I'm sure <laughs> when, he, when he comes Gary V VR, I'll, I'll definitely nice. check that out. Nice. Um, but yeah, no, it's exciting stuff. And and there's something to be said for repetition too. Like people learn through repetition and also like 
I think there's like a, a, a billion different things to do within your day. There's an infinite amount of things that every human decision that you could be making in any given moment. But if you really start breaking it down, breaking it, breaking it down, there, we only run off a few basic principles for happiness and success. Like you, you can't write a hundred different books with new information every single time. There's a certain amount of kind of taking the same information in different ways. I, I think that's how um, I learn also, or also what I've learned of, about mm-hmm. teaching is that you can say the same thing a hundred times and somebody else can come in and say it slightly differently. And that's when it clicks for that student. And that's great too. And sometimes you just need a reminder of about that hustle or about what, whatever the thing is for you to help you with your happiness and your success. So, um, I, I would like a little bit more of that, uh, in my brain to, to keep moving. That's just me. So thanks for joining us for the (laughs) way longer time talking about Tony Robbins and Gary Vee and the Shark Tank guy. Uh, Any any other takeaways for you, Brian, on on, uh, Tony Robbins' experience? Uh, The experience is diluted if you go to eight hours worth of sales pitches beforehand. (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, and actually, that's what I wanted to talk about, which is uh, we were still interested in who these people were and how they were getting sales. So we felt like, oh, this is super shyster business here, but they're tapping into human elements that are interesting. Uh, FOMO was obviously one of them. Like, you need to sign up right now to get all of these savings. <laughs> like, you you want to pay to... Uh, it's $1,000 to go to my book, uh, book writing seminar, but for you, it's free. That's right, it's free. How many, would you co- How many of you would join us if it was free? Tear out the page for the sign-up if you want to join this. All you have to do is register right now. It's free. There's a $200 surcharge, but other than that, it's free, so sign up now. <laughs> Brian and I were laughing pretty hard at that one. But, um, <laughs> but how do you get people to sign up was, was really interesting. And then I think the second part is how do we use those, uh, understand that psychology in humans. And then can we use that in a way that doesn't feel like we're dirty shysters, you know, like can we do that and feel good about ourselves? Well, I mean, from everything you've said to me, what I come away with is, you know what you, I mean, it's kind of like what Lance was talking about earlier. It's like, I would feel dirty. I would feel disrespected. Um, so my takeaway is, you know what, give information give encouragement, give uh, tips, help people, and make that 95%. Because it sounds like uh, what you experienced that day was maybe 80% sales pitches and 20%. And it made you feel like crap. And when you think, you know, when we think about social media streams, and I'm just as guilty as everybody else. It's like, how much am I putting out there where I'm asking for something? Uh-huh. And how much am I putting out there that's really encouraging or helpful or educational for my clients? Um, and so that they don't feel like you feel, mm-hmm. you know, felt that entire day. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a good that, point. That's yeah. a very good point. Yeah. What do you think, Brian? Well, I'll tell you what, if you want to sign up for more roundtables, check out Roundtable. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, <laughs> it, it, it actually reminds me of our roundtables because so, so what, what I started thinking of was, okay, we've got these three headliners here. I would totally pay to show up to see these three guys, and maybe I'm only interested in two, but I'm, I'm willing to pay to see these three guys. But if I'm Tony Robbins or Gary Vee, I only get to make so much money if 
I don't have these other people pay for the opportunity to speak in front of these people. My philosophy, like where I come from, is I will take less to give more and make it feel good. And I think most people who run float centers feel that way. And that it does remind me of the of our roundtables. We're like, we're not getting rich off hosting these roundtables at all for the amount of work that we put into these and all the information that we, the hours that we spend developing these, we're not at all. But that feels way better putting that out there rather than um, having paid sponsors inside of our roundtable discussions who get to come on and talk for 10 minutes, which we've been contacted about. And it's not what we're about. We, we don't want to do that um, until year two, in which case there'll be lots of sponsored roundtables. Uh, no, not at all. It's just not, it's just not what we stand for. So yeah, there we go. <laughs> Let's see here. Anything else you guys want to share? I know we totally derailed with the Tony Robbins. I know uh, it's, it's a lot to unpack. Lots right. to complain about. <laughs> it, it is amazing how it left me feeling for days afterwards. It's a really good insight because I don't think I bring myself to a lot of that kind of stuff. I don't know. Like I, I deal with our clients. I deal with business people I want to deal with. And this just felt um, very out of my element. And I felt um, out of control because of that. Like I wasn't, I technically, I could have just walked away, but I was kind of held in there because of the promise of Gary V and Tony. So that was, that was interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Cool. Uh, yeah. Anything from your guys' weeks or anything else that you guys wanted to share? Uh, I mean, do I, we, we want to talk a little bit more about the roundtable last sure. week? Oh, I mean, yeah. I already, right. I already said I had a great time, and I guess that's, I don't know if I have much more to add about that, but um, I don't know. It's always, it's always nice seeing people from the community and mm -hmm. some of our listeners getting together and, and swapping stories and getting mm -hmm. information, and it's, it's fun for us to do more research. I think we... You know, we all have different areas of expertise. Amy, clearly, our, our marketing class. <laughs> right, um, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but in preparing for these things, like, we stretch ourselves a little bit beyond, mm -hmm. you know, maybe what we know off the top of our heads and actually do deep research to, and we learn through it, which, like, I right. learned so much through the roundtable and preparing for it that I, I enjoyed the process of it mm -hmm. um, as well as the actual experience. Yeah, I think I went into it thinking so much like it's all about actionable items. Like I, I real, feel really passionate about, I want this so dense with actionable items that people can do to improve their float center business. And what I left with was, yeah, we hit that, we absolutely hit that mark. But also I guess, and I didn't, didn't mean for this kind of segue, but like talking about Tony Robbins and Gary Vee and like wanting that fire under your ass or that inspiration was this was also, it was like an inspiring time too. So that's like, it motivates you to get those things done. Cause yes, it's those same principles, you know, about that marketing is important. Yes. But this is firing your ass to go, Oh, I need to focus on this. I need to develop this. And then when you're given information on how to kind of break it down and simplify it so that it can roll out so smoothly, uh, for, for not just the next month, but for months down the road, then that, that's what I found to be really cool. So we got the actual items and kind of the fire under the ass. And that's, I guess, you know, if we're meeting every about month and a half throughout the rest of the year, then that's just what we get to do is we get to keep meeting uh, every few months. Um, some of them will be the same faces. Other people will be joining for, you know, one or one or another different um, round tables. But um, that means every couple of months you're getting that fire again to jump back into your business, take things apart, rebuild it and build your business to be tighter, stronger, get more bodies in float tanks. And that's what's been freaking me out lately is, uh, I don't know if freaking out is the right word. What's been getting me excited is that 
we have a really big opportunity here with the podcast, with the roundtables, with just the voice that we have to get bodies into float tanks. And I love yeah. getting Dr. Feinstein in here and getting the research on what's going on in float tanks. I think that's incredibly important. But I think a big focus of 2017 uh, with guests and, of course, with the roundtables is actionable items to get bodies into your float tanks. And that's why the roundtable, excuse me, that's why branding was the first one. That's the foundation of so much of, of anything you're going to do with your marketing is your brand. And so once that's laid down, then the next steps of, of how you're going to reach out to your clients, get bodies into your float tanks, which I guess, uh, wow, am I, <laughs> I feel like I'm on stage right now. Play some cheesy <laughs> sound effects, add, add them in post here, which is with the- Smoke machine <laughs> Yeah, let's get the lasers blasting here. Fog machine. With the next one being a software uh, roundtable discussion is saving your time. Like how can you use software to actually save yourself time um, you're running circles doing all these things manually. What can be automated? What can be synced up to make things easier? And also what kind of software can help, again, bring bodies into float tanks? Because too many float centers are closing down. Too many float centers aren't at 80% or up to capacity every single week. And so what can we do to make sure that those things are happening? I want it for my float center. Of course, I want it for anybody who joins the roundtable, but I want it for the industry. Like we need the industry to be successful, to be successful as individual businesses as well. So. Yeah. That's what I'm feeling. I don't yeah, know about y'all. I, <laughs> I agree. It's definitely kicking the pants uh, and and super inspiring. Uh, it, it feels like a little uh, a little injection of the inspiration you get after going to the float conference, right? Like yes. you go to the yes. float conference and hear all these ideas and meet you know the tons of people in the float industry, yep. Yep. and you feel inc incredibly inspired for you know two to three months afterwards. Um, but that. Like like all inspirational events, that stuff wears off eventually, and it's nice, nice to have a little little shot of that uh, on a more regular basis for sure. And not to throw the conference under the bus, but what I experience every year, and maybe it's because I'm in Portland, is I experience a big crash after the conference too. Like I get all this insp inspiration, all the stuff I want to apply, and then I have this big crash because, uh, and not as much this year, but especially previously, like there's all this catching up to do on what's been going on at your business, or you've been closed and you got to reopen. Uh, so I, I personally like with the round table. You have to travel the least for the float conference too. <laughs> but I the care the most. Like. But I care the most, Lance. No, yeah, exactly. Like so, then what's it like for you when you get back? Like, do you have that crash at all, or are you just yeah. like hell yeah? Hit hit the yeah, ground Yeah, especially hard. for three years or four years. I think we drove. <laughs> we drove, and it's seventeen hours each way. Damn, there's a bit of burnout. Yeah, so right. That's a lot of information, but good time. Good time. And I think I think just to defend myself a little bit, I don't I don't need to spend too much time defending <laughs> myself, but I do think I have I feel like a sense of responsibility of representing Portland and the float centers and all of that when coming here. So I, I don't feel like I'm just a guest, but I also think like I'm representing. And there's also um, making sure the float shop is up to snuff and you know that's going the entire time. And previously I'd be like working small shifts at the float shop during the conference, or I'd be, you know, running back there to fix something. And, you know, that wasn't true this year, but, uh, yeah. I, all right, Lance, you're right. I didn't drive 16 <laughs> hours across country. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Any other thoughts on the round table? It was a good time yeah. <laughs> as always. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. Um, I'm excited for the next one. It'll be software. Brian, what's the date on that? April 12th, is it? April 12th, yeah. yeah sweet. April 12th at uh, 5.30 Pacific Standard Time. 
and hopefully we get a video out on this before then, but the, the idea is not just to be going through all the different types of software that's possible, but you'll actually get to view these softwares, um, either live or have pre-recorded video or slides that you can actually see. So if you're, if you're not open yet and you want to see, you know, do I want SpaBook or do I want Float Home? Do I want um, MindBody Online? You can actually go through and see what those UIs are like behind the scenes, what kind of options that you have and then, of course, if you already have an operating flow center, you can, without any risk, take a look at those as well, see if it might be worth switching over. Um, and then also, what I'm really excited about, and one thing that I think Brian excels at, or at least that he's done for the float shop, is help all our processes so that we spend less time manually doing things and more things are automated, but that doesn't um, hinder our quality that we deliver to, to our clients. So that's what I'm excited about. Uh, yeah, it's not it salesy be, it if I'm- cool. It's not salesy if I'm actually excited, right? Like, no, we, no, we don't need a fog machine. Great. All right, <laughs> I get self-conscious. Um, I know. Yeah, you I'll, do. I'll I'll do the sales bit, and if you are listening to this and you are interested, and you, I feel like we've mentioned it plenty before already, but um, if not, artofthefloat.com forward slash roundtable. That's where you can see the full list and sign up if you're interested. Yeah, good times. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Lance, Brian, Amy, thank you so much. It's a pleasure every single week. Thanks for listening to Brian and I's catharsis uh, this week. <laughs> and Lance's too. I, and again, that's really interesting. I like his attitude and it's been his attitude all along, which is that it's a learning experience. Like any failure, any mistake is an opportunity to learn. And I respect Lance a lot for that attitude. So until next week, remember, there's an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Art of the Float.